Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the BMW Life. That's boss life, mom life, wife life. And I am your host, Serena Moore Thomas, destroyer of comfort zones, speaker, author, entrepreneur, homeschooling mama, yeah, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But guess what? I want to show you how to find your rhythm, how to discover your God-given purpose, and how to do this thing called life with less grind, girl, and more grace. I promise you, you are in for a treat. Grab your notebook, something to write with, and let's get into it. So listen, have you ever taken a look back at your life and how far you've come and how far the Lord has bought you and said, I don't know how he did it, but somehow (laughs) I am where I am today. And it is because he just made a way like that right there, (laughs) that is the state of mind that is the mind frame that I have been in just a time of reflection and looking back and recalling rehearsing um, and rejoicing that's what I'm doing reflecting recalling remembering and rejoicing um, because at the end of the day I'm looking back at how far God has bought me and I'm just saying the Lord will make a way somehow and so that's it this is the somehow series and I want to share with you just testimony after testimony and I have guests who will come and share their testimonies because at the end of the day I want you focused on going forward we're not going backward but we are going moving forwards so enjoy this somehow series because the Lord will make a way. How's he going to do it? Somehow. <laughs> I want you to enjoy this. Check out this impromptu conversation with my coach, Coach A.M. Williams, as we just started to think about his goodness. And I decided to press record so that we can share it with you. I know that this will bless your heart. So tune in. Here we go. I was saying about that that whole embrace of uncertainty doing the seemingly impossible and how that's you know that that's what I've been trying to say and you you bought out this whole courage of your conviction yeah <laughs> and I'm connected yeah. to the one that is that is certain you know what I mean there's nothing certain about about God um there's nothing no. as far as I'm concerned yeah it's it comes from that audacious energy that I will not be denied. See, all of that's courage of your convictions. I I will not be denied. I will not fail. I know that what I'm pursuing is inevitable. I don't hope. I don't wish. I I don't want. I know that it will. It's it's, it's having that certainty that gives you the courage to step out on the seemingly impossible, to step out on the courage of your conviction, step out in faith and do the seemingly impossible. Right. It, it right. Steps, it step out and do the seemingly impossible. But that yeah. comes from a place of being, of having that, that the courage of your convictions. It gives you the ability to step out and do the uncertainty. Because the uncertainty is like, oh, man, this is seemingly impossible. Nobody's done this before. It's always impossible until somebody does it. Right. So, you know, that audacious energy, that comes from the courage of your conviction. And that's just marketplace language. But, you know, we all coming from faith. 
So. Yeah. And and I told you, I mean, this this whole thing got <laughs> this whole thing got started about this somehow series, just listening to what, like, mm-hmm. just understanding the Lord will make a way somehow. Right. And just sitting and reflecting and looking at all the times that I can recall <laughs> and all the many circumstances, all the many days um, I've seen him move on my behalf or do, or he's kept us, he's covered us, he's covered my family. Like all of that started to just flood my mind. Um, and I was just sharing, I was sharing with you the, 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 um, some early experiences, right. And that's kind of what, <laughs> what you were able to, to, to draw more from, but I was sharing early early experiences, um, like having the twins early and watching him give me revelation and show me and give me information that caused me to trust him even more. Um, And I was talking about how when the twins were like little, two, three years old, I had a court order, right? They had to go with their father and it was not a good situation. We were, we were in court, all kinds of stuff were happening. Um, I shared with you coach about, you know, the, the whole, you know, abusive thing. And we had, you know, I had stitches Mm -hmm. in my mouth and, Mm um, I, and I even, I mean, and this is just real, but it it is what it is. Um, I wear lipstick now. I didn't always wear lipstick, but I've always wore like lip liner and gloss or whatever. And it's because I have a visible scar of what happened that particular day. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, I, I, I wear it just because it, is there and it, it's no big deal. I'm healed. Right. And I, and I, I forgive mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that. We ain't got no problems. But when they were two or three, I used to feel like, you know, I have to let them go because of this court order. And I'm afraid um, because I felt like, you know, he, he wasn't always making good decisions in terms of driving and things like that. I never felt like he would hurt them. Never felt like he would harm them intentionally at all. Right. I never did. Mm-hmm. But the driving, I I remember one day walking them to the car, putting them in that car. And I was thinking to myself, this is not a safe situation. This is not a safe situation. And as I walk back to my apartment door, I'm like, God, you gotta, you you gotta help me. Like, please keep them safe. Please, you know, this is not safe. They're not, they're not going to be safe with him. And the Lord very clearly told me, I'm protecting them. I have angels that watch over them. He's and he said, you keep saying they're not safe with him, but I need you to understand that he's safe because of them. My right? God. He's safe with them. Not they're safe with him. You're looking at this all wrong. I got them. And so mm-hmm. He's being kept <laughs> because mm-hmm. of them. And when when stuff like that happens, right? Like you can't make me doubt. <laughs> you like I have too many and I can go on for days. I have days and days and years of testimonies where God has come through just like that and it's certain. You understand what I mean? So now I've right. grown yeah. in trust. So when we stop and we look at it Okay, look at what happened. God spoke that word into you. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. Okay, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, that was a rhema word. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. God has given us the benefit of the of the written word mm-hmm. for us to be able to, to build to build our faith. Now, keep in mind, God has given, dealt unto every man the me, um, a measure of faith. He's dealt uh, faith unto every man, okay? But then he turns around and says, there's, a, there's faith that cometh by hearing. Yeah. So he's going to give you faith, but now the faith that you develop is what creates the courage of your convictions. That's what faith is. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really we know it to be in the word, uh, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But when even when you hear that, what does that mean? Yeah, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's a conviction. Yeah, and when you yeah. have the courage of your convictions, what it gives you, it empowers mm-hmm. you in a way that no matter what things may come your way, no matter what it looks like, 
the courage of your conviction says, I don't care what it looks like. I know somehow God's going to <laughs> make this way. Okay. What that's called is certainty. Yeah. Certainty is the no state. It's the state where we function from the courage of our convictions. And when you look at it in business, you see people who function from the courage of their convictions, they stand out mm -hmm. because many people don't. Yeah. Many yeah. people try to function and run businesses on head knowledge. Yeah. Intellect. Yeah. Even even the school system says, okay, you want great jobs, get a degree. Mm. But why do people who who don't have that education, like, I, yes, I'm a person that does have it, but there are so many people who didn't even come out of high school right? that went on to build million-dollar businesses. Why right. did they build it? How were they able to build it? How were they able to do what took people with degrees to learn how to do? What, what, what was it? It was the courage of their conviction. And, and that conviction doesn't that come audacious from energy. Yeah, no, it doesn't come from it. It comes from, well, number one, it's like when you have this audacious energy, you have this thing in you that says, I can't be stopped. Like, I can do this. Like, it, it's just a, I can do this. And I'm I'm so convinced that I can do it. I'm willing to fail at it. I'm willing to fail at it to be great at it. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to, 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 that's like, even when it comes to, uh, uh, what does he say? Concerning faith, a man falls seven times, mm -hmm. Get back but up. then he gets back up. It's not like, I'm not afraid to fall. I'm not afraid yeah. to, I'm not afraid to suck at it until I become great at it. I mm -hmm. have this, I will not be denied. Yeah. That, that audacious energy. I, I will not, you can't stop me from trying it. Now, when you add the dynamic of the courage of your convictions to that, oh my God, like yeah. the, the level of energy that comes from that, you walk in what we call the inevitable. Yeah. It's the inevitable. You don't wish that it would happen. Yeah. You don't want it to happen. You don't even hope. Yeah that it will happen. You don't even say it's possible. You say it's inevitable. Yeah. It's inevitable that it would happen. There is nothing in you that <laughs> even questions or doubts that it will, that it is. And in fact, you stop saying it's going to happen and you say it is happening because mm -hmm. faith is also coming from a place called what? Done. It, it doesn't say it's going to happen. It's, a, it's happening and it's happening right now. Yeah. 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 So, it's yeah. It's done. And you can separate. I mean, people like you and please, the, the reason why people gravitate so much to you is because you function when you talk, you speak, whatever it is you teach, you train, you do it from the courage of your convictions. And when you do it, you put out this authentic, audacious energy. <laughs> you will not be denied. And what happens? People gravitate to that because at the end of the day, that's what they want. Yeah. That's what they want. They want that, that courage of their convictions. They don't. That, that's what they want. And like I told you, I I, I laugh because I call myself having a, a old lady testimony that I've I've learned <laughs> how to <laughs> how to trust him. I've learned how to depend on him. You know what I mean? And this has come just over and over again, year after year, time after time. I've seen him do it. I've watched him make a way. I've seen it. I I've watched him kept me. I I mean I'm he's just he's he's just amazing um um to me and so when i think of things like you know when when david says yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death right I will fear no evil. And what's crazy is David is actually walking through the valley of the shadow mm -hmm. 
of death, right? Yeah. He's actually walking through the valley of the shadow of death. He says, I fear no evil. And his why is simple. Why, David? Because thou art with me, period. Yes. There's nothing yes. else I need to know. There's no other information necessary. God, you are with me. And that's the place I wake up every morning knowing that God is with me. And if God is with me, he's for me. And if he's for me, he's more than the world against me. And if he's mm. for me, who can be against me? And if he's for me, right? He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He's my bridge over troubled water he's my safe place he's my he's my everything and i'm i i didn't have to read david's account to get to that conclusion i've lived it you, you understand what i'm saying i know what it's like to have absolutely not a dime and two babies and pray and say god i'm gonna go to service today and um because i got to get out of this house but we don't have i don't have any more money left and we need food and Sister Coven come and slide $50, $50 bill into my hand at offering. Just because. You know what I mean? Come on mm -hmm. now. You can't make me doubt him. Right? Yeah. I know what it's like to apply for jobs I do not qualify for and say, God, you, I got these two babies now. I know if they just give me an opportunity, I believe you that you'll show me how to actually do the job. And I walk into doors that I don't qualify for and watch him, watch him qualify to called, not call a qualified. And, <laughs> I watched and, and, him and see, but see the, see the exercising of the audacious Wait a minute, you have the audacity to walk in <laughs> and apply for a job that you don't have. Notice how that flows with the action. Like when you when you step out and you have the audacity, wait a minute, what make you think you can do that? What make you think you can have if you have the audacity to step forward and try mm -hmm. it? Yeah. See, the fact that you walk through the door. It took audacity to walk through the door. Well, dare, how dare you? You know, yeah. you don't have the education, but then how dare you? But you was like, look, if they just let me in, I'll learn it. Yeah. I'll, I'll do whatever I had to do. And while most people would look back and say that's crazy, that's exactly the reason why most people don't have your business. Yeah. That's the exact reason why most people don't have your story. <laughs> That's the exact I mean. reason why most because it's just not commonplace. Most people don't act with audacious energy. They don't utilize it. And here's the amazing thing about it. Faith. Faith is that higher truth. Faith is that higher truth. And that is something that God, He's not even saying, I put it there suggesting that this is how you can use it. Mm -hmm. In fact, the Bible says without faith. It's impossible yeah. to please. Yeah. So I, it's like, I want you to do this. Like, I'm not giving you this to suggest you could use it. Right. I want you to do this because he wants us to live in a state where we're constantly demonstrating what seems impossible for yeah. most people to do it. Yeah. Like yeah. this is this is how we separate ourselves. We separate ourselves because we're constantly demonstrating what looks impossible. We're mm -hmm. constantly demonstrating things that others are like, how in the world is she doing that? How is he accomplishing that? How is he doing that? No, because this is the state that we live in. This is how we govern our lives. We're functioning from the courage of our convictions. We're not functioning from something we heard somebody yeah. talk about or what we saw happen for somebody else. We're yeah. talking about the courage of our convictions. Yeah. It's authentic to us. And yeah. because it's authentic, it always, I mean, deep touches deep, real touches real. It, yeah. it just, it just happens, happens like that. And that's yeah. what separates. It's, it's the true secret sauce of success. <laughs> it's the true secret sauce of success. It's that courage of your convic conviction. That creates more sales, it builds more relationships, and it creates more influence than any other factor in business.
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can't make me doubt him. That's where I live at. I live at <laughs> you can because here's the other thing. I have proper perspective. I recognize that it is God that works through me to willing to do all the things I I've, 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 um, exercised. Like you said, I mean, I, I don't know how you be pulling this stuff out. This all, what you say, audacious, audacious, audacious. audacious. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know that that's what that was called. Here's what I knew. I knew that I was told that God would never leave me. I knew that I was told that um, that I could I could be in relationship with the one that created me. Right. I knew I had enough information to believe that if I had the opportunity, God would do what he whatever I needed him to do through me. Like I, th- that's the information I was working with. Right. Well, and so, what would you think? No, 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 no. I, I, I apologize. But you just quickened something in me. You quicken something in me because, you know, some of the most great orators that we hear about, you know, um, they they talk, they say how Paul, how, you know, Paul was a wordsmith. Yeah. Because he was all things, all, you know, he all things, all people. Paul, he could flow with different, different groups mm-hmm. of people. He'd flow in and out of this and that. And he put people to sleep. All right, one man fell asleep in his message and lightning like broke his neck and killed it, you know. And also, but that now Paul being of great words, writing most of the New Testament, this happened, right? But there was this one dude in the Bible, he had one message, and all he did was preach that one message, and people were just baffled. And you have to look closely at it because you won't recognize it if you don't look closely. This guy, he he couldn't he couldn't walk. What was it? He couldn't see. He couldn't walk. I couldn't remember. It was either he couldn't see or he couldn't walk. Anyway, Jesus touched him, and the guy said, "You know, um, you know." When they came across him, and said, "Well, this guy was this way since birth," and well, who said was it the mother or the father? And oh, yeah, he was said, blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was blind. And he said, no, this was for basically, I'm paraphrasing, the, 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 the glory of God may be revealed. Mm-hmm. So what did Jesus do? He healed the man that he could see. Now, the guy went into the temple and he didn't have but one message. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? He said, oh, won't, won't he do it? it? All won't I know. He do it? Is the, I was and, and so here's and then when they <laughs> said to him, well, well, what has happened to you? He said, Listen, y'all can say he this, y'all can say he that. They were talking about what they heard. Okay. He said, All I know is I was blind this morning. All I and know. And now I can say certainty says, all I know. See mm-hmm. that? The nose Come thing. on. The nose All thing. I know. All I know. <laughs> All I know. Was this morning, I was blind. That's it. But won't he do it? But won't he and do he it? And he went around there hooping all around that place. Won't That's he do it? it? And then they- won't he do it? He didn't know no scriptures. <laughs> he didn't have no eschatology. He couldn't exegete nope. the text. No. He, he ain't read no Bibles. No nothing. All he said was, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> won't it that way? He had the won't he do it ministry, and that's, that's where it. we get it from today. Because he's like, Look, all I know, all I know, and, and I that, don't know all this other stuff y'all talk about. I ain't that deep, nope. I ain't got that kind of knowledge. All I know was this Listen, morning I was blind. Come and on, now, now. I got this won't he do it ministry right now. I got the won't he do it <laughs> chapel church of one. <laughs> And y'all are more. I'm opening up the doors of the church. You can join me if you Come want to. If you want but I, to. All I got to say is, won't he do it? That's it. Everybody else had baptism. Paul preached people. Dude fell out the window. Everybody had all these eloquence of fine words. I mean, all that. All I and got is a won't he do it. A won't, I That's once was blind. 
That's now it. I see that. That that's is it. it. That's all I. That his ministry was a all I know ministry. And, and you know what? All I think I know. I think people miss. Um, and we talk about this when you, you know, when you, when you, um give the call to salvation, right? For people to accept Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, right? Which is a, this is a relationship move that you make, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not everybody takes that seriously. And so you, you know, most people take it, okay, I just don't want to go to hell and I'm just going, you know, I, I need to get out of hell free card, right? Yeah, but I sure. know for myself, for myself, when I rededicated my life to God um, after growing up in church all my life, right? front row with the doily on my head at at five you know I I know I know what it's like to be in church (laughs) I knew all of that but after I had the twins um after I had the twins I was broken I was 17 I was young I was broken I was frustrated I had so much regret I had so much shame I had so much worry I had so many things that I was just dealing with. Um, I was in this abusive relationship. I did not want to tell nobody because I was embarrassed. And and you know what I mean? And so the enemy was having a field day with my mind at the time. And I felt alone. I felt like no one understood. I didn't believe that I could be a good parent. I didn't like, I mean, I was, I was struggling. There was a, there was this one time I came to the altar. This is when I, when I rededicated my life, right? Went to church that day. um, And the message, how, how crazy is this? The message was actually, um, if it be you, Lord, bid me to come. That was the message. Who knew Mm. 15 years later, I would be writing Water Walker, right? Same stuff. Mm -hmm. So it was the, but the message was bid me to come. Right. And the, the minister, I, I ended up going to the altar at the end of the message and the minister came and he ministered some very simple words to me. Changed my life. The most profound thing I've ever heard ever, ever. You hear me? And guess what those words were? He said, you, dear, are special to God, period. You are special to God. Right. Now, mm-hmm. y'all might be saying, okay, that ain't all that profound, Serena. We all special to God. But understand this. It was the most profound thing I've ever heard because I did not feel special. I felt everything mm-hmm. but special. I felt like... <laughs> I, I I felt like I had no direction, very little hope. I felt alone. I felt, and so just those words, you are special to God. It awakened something on the inside of me that caused me now to seek after the one who calls me special. Mm-hmm. He calls me special. I need to know more. I want more of that. Why am I special to special for what special to do? You know, do you understand what I'm saying? It woke mm-hmm. up something in me. And so that day when I, when I rededicated my life, it not that I did everything perfect from that day on, but I understood mm-hmm. that I was making an exchange. I exchanged my old life for this new life that was promised to me in Christ. If I confess with my mouth, believe in my heart, you know what I mean? The Lord Jesus, that God raised him from the dead, all Mm -hmm. that, if I did it, Lord, I'm a sinner and I need you. I am going the wrong way. You created me and I'm doing everything but what you created me for. I have no idea what you created me for, but because I understand that the creator of a thing determines the purpose of a thing, I'm coming back to the one that created me so that I can understand the purpose of the thing. (laughs) (laughs) which is me. You you understand what I'm saying? So I made an exchange. And so from that day forward, I'm now in a, I'm in hot pursuit of the one who calls me special. And so you can look at my life now. And when you talk about that conviction and that, you know what I mean? That conviction and that confidence and that audacity, it flows out of this encounter that I had. And every encounter after that, every time he's come through, every time he's made a way, every time I've asked and he's answered, every time I've seen him, you know, work a mirror, a whole Mm -hmm. miracle. 
in my mm-hmm. life. So I can recall too much for me to look back and say, okay, he he can't do this. This this uncertain time we're living in right now with all the political and the, the COVID and the, all the things, I got one testimony and one response. My God is above all. And all means all. And that's all that all means. He's above that. He's greater than that. You, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm mm-hmm. never... I'm I'm never allowing circumstances to dictate anything in my life no longer because I got too much <laughs> I got too much information I'm working with and I got too much experience with him. Yeah, and and the thing about it, the the amazing thing um, with it is that when you walk with that courage of your conviction, yeah, the beauty of it is when you when you have it and you're able to use it or leverage it to change other people's lives. Yeah. When you're able to leverage it in the place where it transforms your life yeah. is beautiful. When you're able to share it with others to help transform their lives, it's, it's just it's life-changing to see it happen with you is is it's like it's life changing but then when you see it happen with others it is so i guess you could say more fulfilling yeah because it's like that's where you really discover purpose yeah it's like wow that's why i went through that yeah that's why i it's it's all purpose in most cases is seen in hindsight yeah and there are some people that really want to know what their purpose is before they do anything. Mm-mm. And really, that's the biggest fallacy in the whole plan because you discover it. How do yeah. you discover it? Through experiences. Through experiences. What experiences do? They shape your perspective. That's and right. And what this perspective does gives you the courage of your convictions. So trying to trying to sit and okay, this is what my purpose is. Now I'm gonna take off in the earth and go do this. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not how that happens. Mm-mm. You get it through your experiences. And I'm not saying information that you get in the textbook is not right. valuable. This is what I'm gonna say. It doesn't become valuable until it becomes something you experience. Yeah. You know, Chef, there are people that have Bibles in their houses open on the on the on the table in the living room mm-hmm. and will cuss across the Bible mm-hmm. at each other, curse each other out. Why? Because as powerful as the word of God is. Until we experience it, until we process it through our experiences, until we experiment (laughs) with it, it has no value. None at all. It has no value with it. So same thing with information. Until we experiment with it, it, it it can't carry any value. So when you see someone come across with the courage of their convictions, you're looking at somebody who has experimented. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> These are people who have experimented with the word, who've been tried and true, who who were not always brought out of a fire, mm-hmm. but delivered in, in the fire. Yes. You know, yes. some people who, 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 who done that, God didn't take you out the den yeah. He just closed the mouth of the lion in the den. Come on. And when they came for you, you were laying on it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It, it wasn't that he took you out of the fire. He was just with you in it. He was with you in it. And that's but- what molds the courage of conviction. It, 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 when you get that kind of conviction, when you operate from a place that, you know what? I don't care what it looks like. Like if we as believers had that kind of conviction, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, this is controversial, 
But I believe if we operated with that kind of conviction, there's no way in the world COVID could be here another year. Yeah. If we operated with that kind of conviction, there's no way in the world that people could experience, could people keep experiencing poverty. The only reason why they're experiencing because they keep experimenting with it. Mm. See, and I'll I just think that's it. No, no, no. That's it for that's that's good right there. That's that's good right there. I think also um when you when when people just let the word stay on the pages, right? Yeah. Don't walk with it. Don't seek God any further concerning it. What does this mean for me, right? So when you think about, because um, we were just talking about this on Tuesday, we were actually talking about um, the Hebrew boys in the fire, mm-hmm. right? They refused to bow and to bend to the to to Nebuchadnezzar and his foolishness, right? Audacious and energy. Audacious, audacious energy. energy. He said, "Listen, is. we will not bow. That's not what we do, um, and we we're, we're not participating in that." And the the king, you know, threatens them and say, "And you can go back and read this. this is Daniel chapter three? Um, he, the king threatens them. Yo, listen, if you don't do it, I'm gonna throw you in the fire." And the boys are like, "Listen, I get it, but we're not gonna bow. And so, if you throw us in the fire, that's fine. Um, our Lord, our God." Um, will deliver us and then they follow it up and say and even if he don't we See? know he he's well able i know he'll make a way somehow <laughs> do, do you understand courage. What I mean? it's courage, courage it's audacity it's all of that and so what happens they get thrown into the fire the king gives a decree and says turn that john up <laughs> turn it up seven times hotter they turn it up. The the boys that go, the, the mighty men of valor, the Bible calls them, that go to put the boys in the fire, get burned up by the same fire. They going to put the put them in. So they die trying to uh, uh, do what the king says. And then the boys are walking around. The king looks and says, hey, didn't we put three in there? And didn't we, weren't they bound? How, how come I see four and they're walking around free and one looks like the son of God? It, Nebuchadnezzar is like, yo, this is this is nuts. He ends up calling for the boys and saying, hey, come out of there. <laughs> come come out the fire. And he he, he not only does he um, now recognize their God, he says, surely these boys came out not a burn, not a scratch. They don't even smell like smoke. Sometimes God will deliver you in it. He won't remove you out of the situation, but he'll step right in there with you and keep you. Won't he do it? That's won't he? And that's and, and, remove, that's exactly. and remove all the residue. And remove the you, residue. You knew you were in it. I but know somehow it. or another he delivers you in it and removes the residue of you being in it. He will deliver you without a trace. And what does it do? Creates the courage of your conviction. This is what I know. All I know. All I know. All I know. And then you walk around and now you got won't he do it. Won't he do it? You got your own one to do it, ministry. It's like, (laughs) listen, man, it's like that's it. And 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 the thing that I love about listening to you speak, listening to you teach, listening to you train, is it comes through every single time <laughs> it comes through it comes through the way you deliver your messaging it comes through the way you talk to people it comes through the way that you you stand in their champion yeah. and hold and it's like it's like somebody had to do it for you right like yeah. but, but 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 having it done you seen the power of it yeah. And 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 it's that kind of thing that transforms lives. Yeah, I try to make transform it. If you stop, I mean you, you really stop and you think about it. It's like when the disciples were asking Jesus why come they couldn't heal that boy. Mm-hmm. He told them he said, you know, because this kind of comes out by fasting. What he was trying to tell them is like you you gotta you you can't do this from head knowledge and Mm-mm. copying it and doing it. You got to put some work in. 
yeah. to get this stuff done. And most of us, like you were talking about, we very, we get very content with having fire insurance. We got yeah. relationship, yeah. right? But yeah. where where the courage of your conviction is built, where your faith is built, yeah. where all the, the audacious energy comes from is through fellowship. Yeah. It's not through relationship. It comes yeah. through fellowship. So we have gotten in relationship with the God that sometimes the fellowship tapers off. And then yeah. we wonder why the fear creeps in because you're not in fellowship. It had nothing to do with the fact you're in relationship. Yes, you yeah. are a child of God, but you're going through what you're going through because you don't have fellowship. What is fellowship? Experimenting. Yeah. It's, ex it's experimenting with the thing. It's communing. It's fellowshipping. It's not saying, girl, I told you 11 years ago, I love you. Why you need to hear it again today? <laughs> it's about understanding the need for continuing communion. And that's what God, that's what, that's what it's about. And the more of that we have, the more of that we have, and 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 that's true with him. But guess uh -huh. what? It's also true with development. Like if you're trying to live a, a, a more balanced, if you want to live, um, want to have more well-being, you got to be in fellowship with well-being. Yeah. If you want to have more prosperity, you got to be in fellowship with more prosperity. You yeah. want to you want to have more success in business, and if that's financial success, you need to be in fellowship with what it's like to have more financial. We are staying in the place that we're in because we have too much fellowship with what we don't want. Uh -oh. We may have a relationship with something that we say we do, but we have fellowship with what we don't. Uh oh, And there it creates the confusion. So if we could really totally dispel the fellowship with the thing mm. that we don't want, stop communing with it, stop talking about it all the time, Stop mm. rehearsing it in your mind. Stop Singing practicing it. Stop doing those. If you can come out of fellowship with the thing, you can take power over the thing. My but, when you, God. But, but when you but when you're in constant fellowship with something that you don't want, you're constantly communing with it, you're constantly rehearsing it. You know, you say, okay, God, I, I want this in my life, but every time you open your mouth, I'm broke. Every time you open your mouth, I don't have this. Every time you open your mouth, we just don't have it. We are, and you are, you are, you are continuously in fellowship with what you don't want. And mm -hmm. guess what? That's all you're going to reproduce. That's all you're going to reproduce. And now here's the thing, because I'm not really talking about people who don't believe. We're really talking about believers, right? Right, right. So a believer will come and say, I don't get it. I'm paying my tithes. I'm giving my offerings. I pray. I go to Bible study. I go to church. Why am I still not having this in my life? Has nothing to do. See, all that's relationship. Mm -hmm. See that? Mm -hmm. You saved. You paying your tithe. That's relationship. <laughs> right. Okay. Fellowship is communion. Communion. How much yeah. time are you spending in prayer? Time. How much time Spend are you time. doing this? I mean, because you could be tithing from a legalistic perspective. Right. You could be doing that. Okay, well, as long as I do this, like it's some membership. Remember? Fire right. insurance. I'm doing <laughs> what I take to stay in the club. All right. However, if you are tithing out of relationship, but you're in fellowship with lack. Uh -oh. Though God wants in relationship, I came that they might have more life. Yeah. That's the relationship part of it. But when you're in fellowship with lack, then though he wants for you to have this, he honors what you want more. <laughs> and so whatever you're in fellowship with is what you tell him you want above what he wants for you in relationship. Man. So that's the challenge. That's the challenge. Like we we we're in a relationship with the believe as a believer. We're in relationship with God, but we're in fellowship with 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 this. And that's why we're in doubt. That's why we're in worry. That's why we're in debt, because we're constantly in fellowship with this other thing. 
Yeah. And so what we're in fellowship is what with is what God honors. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just merely about relationship, because if it was just about relationship, every believer you know would be rich. It right. has nothing to do with that. Your lifestyle is totally predicated. Watch this champ on what you're in fellowship with. You can tell what a person is in fellowship with by looking at their life. Mm-mm. That's it. I don't, That's you it. can tell me you're in relationship with something all day, but your life, your results show me what you're in fellowship with. Tell me what you want to tell me. Tell me whatever you want to tell me. But <laughs> your, your results, see, that's why I like doing results coaching because your results demonstrate what you're in fellowship with. What you're in fellowship with. I hope y'all hear that today. This is this is good stuff. This is good, good stuff. And let me just say this, since we, since we are recording, look, I, we didn't had a two-hour conversation and decided mid-conversation to press record so that as the goodness was flowing out, <laughs> we could capture um, it for this for this somehow series. Um, because this this is this is good stuff. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, and 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 coach, we share this same heart, right? I I, be, I I am so very passionate about doing what it is that God has called me to do, right? And a, a large mm-hmm. part of that is having, you know, God told me very clearly, um, wake them up, Serena, wake them up, stand them up and point them up. And so I, I, I make people uncomfortable as the destroyer of comfort zones. I, my, my, my job, my function is to get you moving. You know, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be healed? Take up your bed and walk. And all of that, you know, getting you moving, getting you walking, water walker, right? Teaching you the walk method and all of that. It's all part of experiencing and experimenting. You will not see the kind of results results that you want to see if you stay parked right we can't you can't be a parked car talk about you trying to go somewhere where are you going if we don't start the car (laughs) and and get out the parking spot what i can't help a parked car you know you're not going anywhere and so and 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 that's that's why i'm so intentional about getting you to move and here's the thing um you will make mistakes you may not do the right thing you may start a business that maybe god didn't want you to start But guess what? This is what's so awesome. (laughs) Because God is who he is and he knows our heart, right? He knows. And and, and I'm not talking about you intentionally saying, I don't care what God say, I'm doing this. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you really believing God has placed something in your heart. And and maybe you're not 100% sure, but you 50, 60% sure, even 30. You like, you know, I think I want to try. Do it. Do it, Mm -hmm. not do it blatantly, like, you know, disregarding what God says. Do it if you've done the right thing, if you've sought godly counsel, if you've prayed on it, if you've submitted it to him, do it, right? If it's not for you, it won't work. (laughs) I mean, it's real simple. If it's not for you, it won't work. And guess what? When you're in God and when your heart is right, this is why when you abide in him, right? And you abide and he abides in you, right? When your ways pleases him, he will give you the desires of your heart. He will place the desires in you. So if you have the desire and you know you're in fellowship, go, <laughs> the, 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 go because he's placed the desire in you. And if it is, let's say it's the wrong thing. I made a mistake. This is not the right thing. Romans eight twenty eight. God will cause all things to work together <laughs> for the good to them that are called according to his purpose. He will, even in your missteps, he can teach you. He can guide you. He can, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He can direct you. He can use that thing and help you through it. Like his grace will keep you. So, I, I mean, I just, I feel when, you know, when people are sitting on so much that the world is waiting for, um, all because you, you, you don't feel adequate enough or you don't feel like you can that like, that's where me and you come in coach, like, come on now, you got to move. 
get that car out of park. It's time to go. So this is this is the somehow series. We're gonna have a couple uh, uh, more conversations about the Lord making a way. Some <laughs> that's how that's Man, it's been. A, it's, it's been a blessing being with you today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Coach. You, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, we didn't. I didn't took half your morning. Um, oh man, but I, 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 I love doing this. We're <laughs> getting a chance to just hey, listen. He said, wherever two or three gather, come on, as touching as anything. What did he say? <laughs> I am right there in my name. They gathered my name. He said, I'm right there in the midst. He's so, been in like, the midst. If he in the midst, where else you want to be? Yeah, ain't nowhere else to be. <laughs> Ain't nowhere else to be. So I thank you so much for participating in this very, very impromptu um, uh, podcast episode today. I pray that everyone that hears um, or everyone that has an ear to hear, I pray that you listen and listen. The day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. And so the last thing I'm going to tell you, when you hear him, you got don't harden your heart. Um, you don't need to be reminded 2,200 times. You know, mm -hmm. don't don't come away from this podcast saying, oh, my God, everything I turn on, somebody always talking to me. Listen, at the end of your life, when you say <laughs> you didn't know, the Lord going to be like, remember that time, all them 2200 times I tried to get the message to like, don't don't take it for granted. OK, because yeah. the, the being reminded 2200 times is not necessarily a good thing. It's an indication of his mercy. Um, so when you hear his voice, harden not your heart, do what he say, get in fellowship, get in fellowship, get in, get with people who are in fellowship and watch God absolutely blow your mind during this time of uncertainty. You can be certain of this one thing. He will never leave you or forsake you. He is with you always. Always. That's enough. That's yeah. enough. <laughs> that's enough yes. so thank you coach oh my pleasure my pleasure thank you so much god bless all right we'll talk later all right, <laughs> right bye-bye you see there i told you you were in for a treat is that incredible or what i am sure that there was something said today that has you really really thinking and here's the deal you can head right over to my website and I have so many good things for you, like specifically for you. Uh, we have a community of like-minded, faith-focused individuals that are ready to wrap their arms around you and welcome you. And I mean, we have freebies and goodies and all kinds of things. So head on over to serenathomas.com and that's where you can continue this conversation with us and really engage further, okay? And then also, if you are listening to this podcast today and you are like, girl, this is exactly what I needed. I need to know that. Okay, so send me a message. Certainly head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you are subscribed or following this channel so that you're the first to know when new episodes are loaded. I'm so glad you took the time to join us. And listen, don't be stingy. I know you have a family, friend, or follower that needs this today. So take a screenshot, post it, girl, or just share it. But I enjoyed every moment of it, and I can't wait to connect with you again next week on the BMW Life Podcast. Talk to you soon.